Famous scenes with drama queens and heroes Acted out there on the silver screen Come grab a seat, popcorn is on me Hello, welcome to Meet Me at the Movie Snolty Man in the Second here, hanging out with Thomas Hollywood Manning. How are you, buddy? Man, I'm doing incredible <laughs> now that you've used my nickname. Uh, <laughs> is, that, is that the first time on the show that we've actually used my nickname before? Might uh, be. I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. But you actually have a sign behind you that if nobody believed it, they got to believe it now. You are That's Hollywood. It. You That's are it. Hollywood. Um, we, we did get uh, we did get some viewer mail last week from John Rubisol. And if you remember last week, Thomas, we talked about the Lapita Nyong'o shot uh, of me kind of being her bodyguard. And uh, and he said, oh, I got to see the picture. I got to see the picture. So I did send in the picture uh, and I did have some other folks say they Googled it on Getty's images. And sure enough, they, they saw me. Um, somebody said that I looked like I was a uh, a pitch person for Fiji Water. Uh, yeah yeah so that there was that uh and there were a few other things too uh, somebody said i just looked pretty scary back there another person said i looked like a stalker so uh i was not a stalker i, I want to set the record straight i just happened to be there i knew the photographers were there and i said let's see if i can get in this picture so i photobombed it and i did i made it to get his images so i'm a happy man thomas well listen if if you were the bodyguard, wouldn't the goal to be scary in any way? So, like, if anything, you were just doing your job. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I was yeah. supposed to look scary. Right. <laughs> well, we do appreciate uh, everybody spending time with us right here on Meet Me at the Movies, uh, Talking Cinema. And uh, Thomas Manning, uh, you, you are a contributor for Elements of Madness and uh, been a co-host here for quite a while. We're happy to have you back, uh, as always. Uh, C19 TV is where the show originates. Uh, we are doing uh, some Zoom from time to time, depending on what's going on in the world. And, uh, and this week we're doing another Zoom because there was a weather-related emergency that kind of um, made us uh, 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 made it a little little Come difficult on, for us to get play. to the studio. So we found a way. Again, the show must go on. We found a way. Life finds um, a way. It does, man. Uh, and uh, WGWG is where you can find the radio and podcast version. Last week, Thomas, we teased a few uh, films we were going to try to get to and a few TV series as well. We'll see what we get to. One we know we're getting to is Kenneth Branagh's new film. It's one that's got this uh, a, a very much an autobiographical feel to it um, because it is a story of his life in so many different ways. Kenneth Branagh is someone that I've loved for a very, very, very long time. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the autobiographical formula doesn't work for everybody because it is something that we've seen repeated many times. But it's just one that I, it's just a certain subgenre that I just personally adore. Uh, pretty much any time that an artist is showing you where they came from and, you know, showing you their early years and their formative years and going back and kind of tracing that throughout, being able to trace that throughout their uh, works of art over the years. That's just something that I really love is going back to kind of their origin story. And um, that's, that's what Belfast is for Kenneth Branagh. Um, and um, so the, the young kid who plays, um, you know, basically um, young Kenneth, uh, is it Jude Hill, I believe? Yes, and, Jude Hill um, was amazing. Yeah, this yeah. was his uh, breakthrough role and one of his first roles. And he was he was spectacular without a doubt. 
Yeah, and using the perspective of a child to look at really mature and pretty dark themes, um, all of this is taking place during the conflict in Northern Ireland uh, with the unrest between the Catholic and the Protestant populations. And, you know, seeing all of that through the eyes of a child and what it looks like, just obviously the horror and the, you know, the carnage and the violence, but also the optimism and hopefulness that we get to see from a child's perspective. I just kind of love this, love that idea that there's always that, uh, there's always some lightness out there and there's always something to look forward to and something, um, you know, there's always a little bit of a glimmer of hope somewhere. And, uh, you know, just kind of that, that juxtaposition between the dark and the light is uh, something that I, really uh, appreciated with what Kenneth Branagh gave us through the eyes of, uh, you know, Jude Hill. So. Yeah, I loved it. And, and you talk about between the dark and the light using black and white photography, a writer, director, Kenneth Branagh found a way to explore that turbulent time uh, of the 1960s, uh, his home of, in Belfast. It was beautifully shot. The cast was absolutely wonderful. And, and you mentioned Jude Hill in uh, in many ways, Thomas, I felt it was, uh, as it was wrapped up in this this conflict and this this war that was going on, it was also a love story uh, about family, place, childhood, and even cinema. Uh, you get a chance to see that, not just Branagh's love of cinema, but you get cinema as a spotlight with, within this film. Uh, this is Branagh's most personal film to date. Uh, so much, uh, you know, a, a backdrop uh, of his family history and using the music of Van Morrison, I thought was beautiful uh, within this. So, you know, we see family memory, we see the pains, we see the pleasures, we see the struggles. Uh, and also, as you mentioned, the hopes and the imagination. The imagination that we saw through through Jude Hill was, was beautiful. I felt a really personal connection to this for some reason, Thomas. Uh, I couldn't quite put my finger on why. Maybe it's because, you know, I'm connected to, to the Scottish and the Irish and there's this this connection to me, to, to my past there. Uh, but I really felt that Belfast in some ways was a part of me. Yeah. yeah and I also got to mention, uh, well, you mentioned the family theme. And uh, that's where I want to talk about the performance of uh, Sierra and Hines as the grandfather of uh, Jude Hill's character. And um, I think, you know, it's a great cast full of great performances, but um, his performance might be my favorite of the bunch. Uh, and he gives this monologue uh, to... Uh, Jude Hill, and it's basically, you know, grandfather speaking to his grandson, telling him, essentially, you know, never forget who, who you are, where you come from, and always stay true to what you know to be true about yourself. And that was just something that really resonated with me. Um, and that monologue is, you know, one of my favorite pieces of screenwriting and dialogue I've seen this year. Um, and, um, you know, that, that was just one of the things that really stuck with me. Um, and also kind of from a technical perspective, I know we talked about the black and white cinematography, but also the hair and makeup was really, really well done. Uh, Judy Dench in this, um, if you if you didn't know it was her, and you know, obviously her voice is very recognizable, very iconic, but like just like looking at her, it definitely doesn't look like the Judy Dench that we've seen, um, you know, and like it's not sure of uh, 007 uh, Judy Dench that you see in the James Bond movies, so. Exactly, exactly. I, I really love this film, and I, I wish more people would see this. Uh, it is an awards, uh, awards caliber film, and awards season is, is a perfect time uh, in, in, in order to engage uh, and visit Belfast. Any final thoughts or comments, Thomas? Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to give Belfast a solid B+, and uh, it is one that 
you know, I, I watched with my uncle and, uh, you know, watching it with him and um, just kind of with it being a movie very focused on family and those those relationships that are so crucial to, you know, who we are. I thought that was really – I was glad I got to share that experience watching that with my uncle and that kind of thing. So I think there's something special about certain films when you get to watch them with – with certain folks and it could be family, it could be friends, but there's a connection. And at times you don't even realize that connection is going to be there until later. And so I'm glad you, glad you mentioned that Belfast, a solid B plus rating for me uh, as well. I love Kenneth Branagh's work. And um, the first, first film I ever watched from Branagh was called dead again uh, with Emma Thompson. And if you haven't seen that, it's a very interesting and unique film. Highly recommend that as well. Uh, a film, another film that's getting some uh, some love, uh, and Peter Dinklage uh, in the movie Cyrano. Uh, this is uh, Joe Wright's uh, directed musical. It's a classic tale that goes back, Thomas, to 1897. It's a unusual love triangle story, and it's been told dozens and dozens and dozens of times. Uh, w- one of the most unusual ways it was told on screen was with Steve Martin uh, and Daryl Hannah. It was called Roxanne. Uh, but uh, but this time, uh, Peter Dinklage is in a, a musical. Well, the screenplay was adapted from a stage play uh, that was written by Erica Smith. Uh, production designs, costumes, sound design, all the direction, all of that really flawless uh, in this movie. And, and Dinklage is not your South Pole elf here. Uh, he really is a leading man, uh, and he deserves all the accolades he's gained during awards season. I can't recommend this enough. Uh, one of the reasons that you're seeing this done as a musical, the the classic tale itself has a lot of long pieces of dialogue, just long stretches of dialogue. And so there was a unique uh, decision, hey, let's find a way to turn that dialogue into musical numbers. And it really did work here. Um, I, I found it fascinating uh, to see this story told in this way. And so I highly recommend uh, checking out Cyrano, even if you're not a musical fan, if you're just a film, a, a, a fan of, of classic works, uh, I think it would be uh, well worth your time. Uh, the movie gets an A minus rating from me at Cyrano. Uh, Peter Dinklage is, is simply amazing. Any uh, questions, thoughts, or comments? Yeah, you mentioned the musical aspect um, and how, um, you know, we, I think a lot of us know that musicals aren't my first genre of choice, and I'm usually hesitant about the ones I check out. And, uh, you know, obviously earlier this year, I was a big fan of Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, but I'm very, um, you know, it's very hit or miss for me when it comes to the musical genre. So, so I guess you're saying that I should give this one a shot and that I might find something to enjoy about it. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I really do. I, I think anybody ought to at least give it a shot, uh, especially if, if – nothing else just to watch Peter Dinklage uh, in a way that you may have not seen him before. So Cyrano, uh, you can check that out uh, in theaters now. Uh, We're going to take a a short uh, intermission right here, Thomas, on Meet Me at the Movies. We're going to come back and we'll talk about the movie Mass uh, that is a a North Carolina film critic's darling, uh, as well as some home delivery. Uh, Talking uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, in, a, in a film that you just now got a chance to check out on 4K. Uh, that, and, and maybe we'll see if there's any stream-worthy uh, series that you may want to check out. So hang around. We'll be right back on Meet Me at the Movies. I'm Lil T. Manning II. That's Thomas Manning, and uh, hang around.
COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective. Millions of doses have already been given in the United States, and these vaccines have the most intensive safety monitoring in U.S. history. If you have questions, get answers from a reliable source. CDC.gov. Cleveland Community College has identified strengthening online learning as the topic for its quality enhancement plan. We're calling it SOUL. Seoul's five-year implementation plan is focused on continuous improvement of online courses and promoting student success. We're excited for you to take this journey with us. Hi, I'm Megan Pope, your host of Woman to Woman, a show about women for women. Each month, we feature guests that highlight topics that focus on self-care, health, and well-being and a variety of other topics for women young and well-seasoned here in Cleveland County. So join me right here on Woman to Women on C19 TV and C19.TV, a broadcast service of Cleveland Community College. Be a part of building the future. Be a welder. The welding technology program at Cleveland Community College prepares you with the science, the technology, and the skills to be a successful welder. Experienced instructors using state-of-the-art equipment train students using industry standard skills developed through classroom training and practical application. Successful graduates are in high demand and are employed as entry-level technicians in welding and metalworking industries. Learn more. Call Cleveland Community College at 704-669-4077. Won't you come and meet me at the movies? Won't you come and watch it? Hello, welcome back to Beat Me at the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II, hanging out with Thomas Manning, and we are the dynamic duo of chaos and mayhem right here. And we're providing that to you just because you asked. Well, movies, gotta, movies, gotta movies. Gotta embrace the chaos, you know. <laughs> exactly, embrace man. The chaos. Embrace it. Embrace it every chance you get and uh we have been talking films uh, right here uh, award caliber films uh, we talked about belfast and also cyrano uh, right before the break and we've got another one that's uh, that actually uh, got some love from the north carolina film critics uh and dowd who many people know from handmaid's tale uh, was an award winner uh for the film called mass it's a very purposeful ensemble drama and equally amazing talent across the board thomas uh, yeah, so this is written and directed by Fran Kranz. In his directorial debut, his background is almost entirely in acting. Um, and you can definitely see that in the way that he works with these actors in this cast. Um, it's basically just four primary actors uh, who lead the entire show. You have Jason Isaacs, Martha Plimpton, Chan Dowd, and then uh, Reed Burney. And um, it is, it's a movie that explores the very heart of forgiveness um, you know, on when you're coming on the other side of the grief and there's you know two different sides to that grief here and i'm not really going to get into the specifics because when i was coming into the movie i didn't really know the specifics and was quite surprised at the angle they took with it um but you know it's really about where do we put the overwhelming energy that comes from the loss of a loved one and you know that that lens through which it is explored it's a really sensitive topic um and it's, it can be one that's really difficult to comment upon 
in a movie. Um, but the way that Fran Kranz handles it is with more care and more compassion and more awareness than pretty much any other attempt that I've seen to, you know, like wade into this material. Um, and there, there is a version of the story that could have turned into some kind of political or courtroom drama, but that's not what this is about. This is all about humanity and the empathy and just the honesty. Um, and I'm really glad that they took such a route like that, um, rather than going into more of the, the technical aspects of, you know, the, the law and the, um, you know, the politics of it all. I'm just glad they focused on the emotion and the human side of it. Yeah. I thought the acting in this, the intimacy and the rawness that we saw within the story, the dialogue, and also that cast, it, it was engaging and it was mesmerizing Thomas. I could not look away. Uh, you talked about uh, Fran Kranz, and I think it was really courageous to bring a story like this to the big screen or to any screen, because it is a, a, a story about tragedy, uh, and it's a story about looking at families that are on two different sides of tragedy. And it's a very small-focused film. When I say small-focused, cast is very minimal, um, so it, it does have that uh, very personal and engaging feel for an audience and it's and it basically takes place in one room the whole time right and, and it's tough to make something like that work successfully and uh, so I, I was truly impressed uh, with this and you mentioned the cast what a what a brilliant cast and they were all uh, amazing and uh, from an ensemble standpoint this got got some nomination love as well yeah and really for the last 45 minutes of this movie i think the runtime is like an hour and 50 minutes in total but for the last 45 i felt like i didn't breathe almost just because i was so just overwhelmed and so engrossed with everything that was being said between these characters um and there's there's an incredible directorial decision there uh, made in the last you know i guess 45 or 50 minutes uh, so they shift to a handheld camera and they also switch aspect ratios and to make to make it more you know tighter and more intimate and it kind of reflects the conversations that these characters are having as it grows more and more intense you feel that in the camera work and just the way it's framed and the way it's shot um so i thought that directorial decision was uh really really effective and also um director of photography uh, ryan jackson healy got to give some props to him as well yeah so. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think what a brilliant choice and a go, going back to the word courageous. I just keep coming back to that word uh, really in every aspect of, of this film, because you think about the characters and we're not giving we're not going to give the spoilers away. But the way these characters come together, there's uh, a bit of um, courage on on both families. So the word courageous just keeps coming back time and time again, not just for the story the casting, um, the the content, all of that, but the technical aspects of it as well. Really, really, really loved this film. It's a it's a hard film, so it's not one. Uh, it's one of those you have to kind of clean your palate after watching, uh, because it is uh, it is a, a very thought provoking and thought engaging film. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm going with a solid A plus for Mass. Um, you know, when I first watched it. I went to Letterboxd and rated it 4.5 out of 5. But then the day, the next day, the more I thought about it, I was like, I can't think of a single thing that uh, was wrong with the film. So I took it up to five stars. So that's an A plus on the scale. And uh, definitely would recommend it for those that are kind of in that emotional headspace and they have that emotional energy to, uh, you know, sit with something that's really heavy, but definitely worth, worth your time.
Yeah, you you and I are on uh, the same page uh, recently. Uh, A-plus rating for me for this. Just an amazing film. Uh, It's not a film that if you're looking to just uh, have a date night out and just kind of hang out, it it really does um, engage you and challenge you to think. Uh, And sometimes we do need films like that. Uh, well, we're talking about a, a movie that might make you think, um, going back a few years, Hard Target, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Kino Lorber, uh, 4K release of this, Thomas, for home delivery. Completely different kind of film than Mass. Yeah, yeah. So this is uh, your 90s action just dialed up all the way up. And it's directed by John Woo, and this was actually uh, his first American production. He made a great name for himself in, in Hong Kong action cinema. Throughout the 80s, uh, he had like a better tomorrow. He had the killer. He had hard boiled. And um, there's also a great little tidbit in one of the behind the scenes interviews on this Kino Lorber 4K where uh, John Wu was talking about how he didn't really have any fans that like expressed their love for him back in Hong Kong. But then when he came to the U.S. to make this film um, in 1993, he was surprised that he found so many supportive fans that were just vocal about their excitement um, and just were you know all about. It. Oh, I love your films. He's like, well, I've never, I've never had somebody say that to me. Uh, and I thought that was just a really wholesome thing to see uh, said. And, um, you know, so I will say, like, special features on this are incredible. There's some great interviews. There's some new interviews with John Woo and uh, Lance Henriksen, Yancey Butler, and also the stunt coordinator. Um, there's a commentary track from film historians Brandon Bentley and Mike Leader. Um, and the 4K transfer is just absolutely gorgeous. Um and, you know, as far as the movie itself, um, the way that John Woo has found a way to, like, like put a stamp on the visuals of action, um, it's, it's phenomenal. It's almost like a ballet of action. Um, yes! He, yes! He makes, he makes this, like, horrible violence and these explosions and these slow-motion deaths almost look, like, entrancing and strangely beautiful. You're watching it and you're like, why am I just so mesmerized by all of this terrible things happening on screen? It's just because like, I mean, obviously it's not glorifying violence in a realistic sense. It's like saying that this is in a completely different world, but just sit back and enjoy the show. And yeah, uh, yeah so you know, John <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme, um, this, I think this was actually the first movie I'd seen with him as well. So seeing um, an 80s, 90s action star just at the top of his game, um, in in a physique that is just chiseled to the max um and with all yeah so i think you were stunt double on that film if i remember correctly yes i was yes i was (laughs) so you know there's all sorts of action there's hand-to-hand there's you know martial arts and there's um a lot of a lot of gunplay a lot of explosions you got wilford brimley in here shooting a bow and arrow on a horse and riding away from explosions in the background i mean that doesn't get it doesn't get any better than that wilford brimley on a horse with a bow and arrow, man. Yeah. It, it was one of them, you know, just, it was, um, you know, if I'd seen this when I was like, listen, it pretty much made an imprint on my mind, like now at 22. If I'd seen this when I was like 10, like I probably would have just been knocked out of my seat. So um, <laughs> it, um, yeah, definitely felt like a formative action movie viewing experience. Even though I'm 22 watching it, I'm like, I just feel like it's a movie that is going to, um, you know, enforce in, in my love of action films for time to come. So. Do you think uh, it's made you want to go back and watch some more of uh, Van Damme's films? Oh yeah, absolutely. Go back and um, watch as many John Claude Van Damme 
films as possible. So, so hard target the uh, 4K release of it. You talked, you shared a lot of great things about it, and also the movie itself. Yeah. Well, what's your rating for this? Oh, uh, like you know, I'm gonna give it a solid, honestly, a solid A minus. Um, okay, and because I mean, the narrative, the the screenwriting isn't like um, it's not it's not like Oscar winning screenwriting that you'll find in Mass or something like that. But like we were talking about earlier in the show, but uh, for for what it is, uh, you won't find many action films that uh, give you more than what you get with hard target. So absolutely. Well, we've got, uh, we've got a couple minutes, uh, like about three minutes, Thomas, to uh, talk about some stream worthy related uh, uh, things you may want to check out. Uh, would you, you want to cover a uh, book of Boba Fett or peacekeeper, which would you like to dive into uh, the next few minutes? Stu, so we can talk about a uh, peacekeeper a little bit. Yeah. yeah All right, I'll, dive let in. You, uh, I'll let you yeah. dive into that. You know, uh, the, the suicide squad, uh, with, uh, with James Gunn finding a way to, to bring that back to life in a, in a different way, uh, I thought really worked. You and I talked about it. We really enjoyed it. We thought the dialogue, the uh, attention to uh, the approach for humor, there were so many things about that that worked. Uh, and uh, we had you know, John Cena as the peacekeeper, and uh, he was a man who fights for peace at any cost, no matter how many people he had to kill along the way to get it. And, and that was that in itself was like, what? And uh, who were we to think that we would see a spinoff series uh, happening with this? And, and here we have one. Yeah, yeah. So we are uh, three episodes deep so far at the time of recording this show. And uh, I'm really glad that we're seeing more of an extended runtime with James Gunn's, uh, you know, with his dialogue and with his writing style, because like, I feel like there's almost more time for his writing to breathe uh, now that he has like, you know, I think it's going to be an eight episode season um, that uh, we're working with here. And so like just seeing all of that poured out onto the page that he's writing and then onto the screen, seeing it translated into live action. Um, it's, uh, I just love seeing so much expression from James Gunn and um, it is it is very much dialed up to about as high as it can go as far as the uh, the hard R goes it's very violent very graphic uh, very uh, very heavy on the language so not for young audiences but uh, it, it pretty much it's all the chords that I'm looking for and I think it's Really great follow-up to his uh, the Suicide Squad film from this, from uh, last summer that I was a big fan of. Yeah, and I said peacekeeper, peacekeeper, it's peacemaker. Okay, yeah, I was so thinking, me, some, thinking yeah, me, something sounded a little bit off. Yeah, yeah, let me let me correct myself there. Uh, but but he does try to keep the peace, uh, and and he makes the peace as well. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think that this particular character uh, lends himself well to something that is expanded within a series. And uh, I don't think you can do that with every character or do it well, but we've been seeing that happening. Uh, you know, we haven't really talked a lot about, uh, about Hawkeye, but that whole story of Hawkeye uh, worked um, as well. Loki, there, there've been so many characters we've seen jump off the, the comic book screen uh, onto the streaming screen and it works, Thomas. And, um, you know, so for, for me, comic book characters will tend to work because you, you've got so many built-in stories already there. Uh, and I'm pleased with what I'm seeing so far between DC and Marvel as well with what we're seeing. Yeah, I'm right. They're in the same boat with you. And uh, we just saw a new teaser for Moon Knight, uh, which is going to be Marvel Television's, uh, Marvel Studios' next Disney Plus series with Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke. 
Uh, so there's there's a little something for everybody and all comic book fans out there um, on streaming and on network TV. So absolutely. So what well, what rating will you give the Peacemaker? Uh, so far through uh, you know through what we've seen so far, I'm going to give it a solid A minus. Yeah, I'm I'm a B plus for this. Yeah. Uh, it was fun and engaging, uh, but I'm just kind of wondering how far can they make this happen uh, and and keep up the momentum of the writing and uh, that, that interplay with, with the Cena just uh, being marvelous at this. So we'll see. B plus for me uh, for Peacemaker. We'll wrap things up with a movie quote of the week right here on Meet Me at the Movies. Uh, this comes from Betty White. Uh, Everybody needs a passion and that's what keeps life interesting. If you live without passion, you can go through life without leaving any footprints. Well, I'm Noel T. Manning II uh, with Thomas Manning right here on Meet Me at the Movies. Really appreciate your time, uh, the time that you take to engage with us uh, right here on C19 TV and WGWG. Until next time, Noel Manning for Thomas Manning, and that is a wrap.